out of dummy half, looking for a 40-20. It's rolling and rolling. Is that reasonable? Righty, guys, welcome back to the 40-20 Rugby League podcast. Back with Mitch and Brock again for another episode. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Uh, so this week we have a special guest uh, joining us, uh, Big Les. How you doing, mate? Not too bad. Not too bad, boys. Yourselves? Oh, oh good, good, mate. Thanks good. so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. No worries. No worries. Alrighty, guys. So today we're going to be talking about the West Tigers. Um, I think we've got a lot of talking points here um, and definitely uh, some things to discuss. No, look, there's no shortage of t- talking points at all here. I mean, it's a bit of a, one of those seasons, is it? Uh, isn't it? Um, so let's, I mean, dive straight into it. Um, it wasn't a good season at all. How many wins and how many losses, Mitch? I think they had eight wins and 16 losses and they came 13th on the ladder. It's a bit, it's a, no, it's definitely not good, put it that way. Um, definitely not where um, where they wanted to be and not really where any team wants to be, so... Yeah, no, no way. Uh, I mean, I think you could definitely say that teams below them on the ladder actually had a better season than they did. Um, it, it was just a shocker all round from the West Tigers, in my opinion. Uh, I thought there were some great individual efforts, but as a team, uh, it was it was just laughable, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah, look, I mean, as as a team, they just didn't really gel at all from the start of the year to the end of it. So it didn't even get better as the year went on. I mean, their last game, they lost to the Bulldogs, bottom of the table by an absolute ridiculous margin. Um, so you, you can't even say they, they progressed throughout the season. I mean, I think that their foreign, like their wins or losses is actually quite, um, quite flattering to them, to be honest. I didn't think they had that good of a season compared to that. And look, we're not here to, to, to Tiger Bash today, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the season they had was just, unfortunately, just not up to standard and I think that was shown in, by the end of the year where 50% of the people at the club were saying that the coach was leaving and the other 50% were saying he was staying so um, it just shows the disarray that that kind of club's in yeah and, and no club can play of disarray I mean it, it's just it's just not sweet like um, it, it's a lot of off-field dramas obviously uh, with the coaching staff and if you look at it this way Look at the look back at those videos from Tales from Tiger Town. The one the guy that's talking in the sheds is Michael Maguire. You don't see another person from the coaching staff talking or being a voice in the sheds. There's not one player standing up saying this is what we need to do. It is just Michael Maguire, and that is just simply not going to work for an NRL side. No, I, I totally, I couldn't agree more there. I mean, you've got to have at least, you know, the, the assistant coaches, the the, the heads of the, the team, the, the captains, you know, um, and getting rid of one of them in, in Moses Empire is just one of the, the weirdest and, um, you know, un, unnerving decisions that they've made in this this offseason. I, I can't understand it from a, from a player point of view. I can't understand it from a money point well, of view. I just don't understand. You know what? For a play, from a player point of view, it was a good move. From a club yeah. point of view, it was a shocker to let this guy go. And if there was a player that's talking in the sheds, it is this guy, Moses Embai. He was pretty much the only leader that this club had. Um, and, and to be honest, he's lucky he got out. I, I couldn't agree more with you there. I think that's a, it is actually a good move for Moses Embai to, to leave the club. And um, you know what? He, he's, he's gone now and he's, I think he's off to the dragon. So it's not a bad decision for him. They might, he might actually get to play finals footy. I definitely yeah, think... Maybe. I definitely think the Dragons there have picked up um, a definite leader that they can introduce straight to their side. He's got origin experience. Uh, like you said, he was the only one really standing up at that um, 
at, at that Tigers uh, squad when, you know, when the time called for it. Um, let's not disregard the efforts of Adam Dewey, though. Um, you know, this season, I think he was absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, some of his individual performances and just the way, I mean, when he was on the field and when he was fit, he was rallying that team together. Adam Dewey was sensational for me. Adam Dewey, if there's one player that had a good season, a genuine good season, even though he was moved around a lot, even though he was at 5'8", he was at center, he was probably the most moved around guy in that squad, just chopping and changing positions. Uh, he had the best season, Adam Dewey, for me. For, for the West Tigers, any player in that club, he was definitely the one that stood out for me. Another guy that stood out is Dane Laurie. I think that he had an incredible season as well, especially for a young bloke coming through. For a guy that's, what, 90-something kilos, he was pulling off some amazing tackles and some great defensive efforts. So definitely want to watch Dane Laurie and Adam Dewey. Fantastic season. Oh, I agree. I mean, but the the, the story of it all is that um, the player of the year in West from the West Tigers has to come out of Luke Brooks. I mean, to me, that's just, just not true. And I think it's a really... Really odd decision again, you know, dis- disarray at the Tiger Town. And I mean, to name him player of the year over a couple of those those guys you've just mentioned is just astonishing to me and, and very out of the ordinary. Well, decent, yeah. decent, decent player. Um, Luke Brooks, decent player, just did not deserve it for me. If anyone deserved it, it was those two guys I mentioned before, Dewey and and, and yeah, Dane Laurie. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, as a number seven, you're meant to steer your team around. I understand, you know, he's got to he's got to get support from other players, but you know, you kind of take on that role and you take on the money with it at seven, um, but you also take on the role as the team's manager and, um, and to give him the the play of the year when they've come, you know, what fourth last. I mean, it's it's not a good achievement, and I don't believe that he probably deserved it. I also think you know he has that pressure. Like I I used this example last time, Brock. I said. Um, with Milford, how he was the million dollar man, he got paid a big, big salary and he had too much pressure. And then as soon as he, you know, made that switch, all the pressure dropped off him and he had an amazing last three or four games at the Broncos. I think this is like the problem that Brooks has as well. He's he knows he's under a lot of pressure for, you know, a re-sign on his contract. He knows he's not going to get offered the money. Um, I just think they signed him on too much and they put too much hope into him too early, yeah. if, that, if that makes sense. Uh, look, and I'll use the words of the rugby league guru. He, he says it the best. Um, is there such thing as a good divorce? And uh, he goes on about how the West Tigers should divorce. Um, and that, that'd be a good divorce for them both, for Luke Brooks and for for, um, for the Tigers. I think that's 100% on the nose there. Uh, like on the on point, um, I think that is a really good divorce and it probably needs to happen now, right before the season starts, in my opinion. Well, I'll, we're talking about this recording, and I think uh, uh, just for me, he needs that first fiddle half. So a first fiddle half is basically the half that runs the team, the half that uh, takes the team around the park. And then you have the second fiddle half who plays off that and, and plays just his footy. And I think Luke Brooks is that second fiddle half. And the reason the Tigers aren't winning many games is because you're pairing a second fiddle half to a, with a second fiddle half. Uh, and I think... If, if the Tigers want to go anywhere uh, in the next few years in terms of finals, in terms of not being at the bottom of the ladder, I think they do need to sign someone who can play as that first fiddle half and move this team around the park. And they, were, and they had uh, Josh Hodson linked to the club. Um, I don't think he'll go personally. I think it wouldn't be a, the best career choice for him. But even having him at number nine to just to direct the, club, the, the team around, 
to actually free up both Luke Brooks or Adam Dewey Hastings, however they want to go, um, to play their footy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more there. I think I think I think it's a bad career move for, for Hodgson to go there. I don't think he will. I don't think the Tigers really have enough money in the salary cap to make that happen. I think to go there, you've got to pay overs for players, and I think um, they're probably right at the edge of their salary cap at the moment. Um, I'd be very shocked to see him end up there myself. Um, but look, let's, fingers crossed. I mean, what what are the signings for for next year, Mitch? Have you got a list there? Yeah, so like we said before, um, you just mentioned Jackson Hastings uh, from Wigan in the Super League. I think he had an okay season over there. I feel like they're maybe trying to um, tap into that English market now that you know their sort of seasons uh, in and out, stopping and starting, stopping and starting from COVID over there. Um, I just don't know if Jackson Hastings is the right signing for the club to get them back on track. Um, like you said before, we've got three halves there who who I. I I don't know whether you could pair them together and, and you'll get any sort of success. Um, if, if anything, in my opinion, I'd probably be playing um, Hastings and and, um, and Dewey, but uh, I, what, do you, what do you guys think about that? Well, I think that's well, a great decision, yeah. Yeah, don't be surprised to see Brooks in that 18 jersey um, because he, he, look, he's not playing for what he's worth at the moment. And I think that the, if he's going to stay at this West Tigers side, if when it comes to re-signing him, don't expect him to get a big payday. I don't think he'll be uh, getting on much money at all. And I think he'll be happy with that because I think he knows as a player that he's not playing for that those that million-dollar contract at the moment. And it's not really entirely his fault. It's it's it's, it's also the, the, the forwards and the players around him as well because the only way a half is going to play good footy is if the forwards are moving forward, if... The players around him are putting in the work as well. That's how, you, when you see your forwards starting to play really good footy, and you saw glimpses of that. I mean, I saw glimpses of Brooks playing decent footy, um, especially in the games where the Tigers were winning um, and they were on the front foot. That was a good game. Those good games were all good games for Brooks. But majority of the season when they were losing, uh, it, it just wasn't a good day for Brooks at all. And as I, I totally agree with you guys. I reckon possibly it would be... Ha- if I was uh, choosing a halves pairing for the West Tigers, it'd probably be Hastings and Dewey, to be honest. But then again, they're both second fiddle halves, in my opinion. They're both players that play off that first fiddle half. And until the West Tigers get that, I just don't know what to expect, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, what's the next one? Mitchell, Tyrone Peachy, I think, is another signing there. And I think... Um, that that is a really good sign for the Tigers. I think he played really, really well there and pretty consistently for the, the Titans all year. I mean, Titans making the top eight. Um, he was definitely a big part in that. Um, I, I'm surprised the Titans didn't keep him. So I do wonder how much the Tigers have actually paid for him um, to get him there. Uh, look, I hope he, he's there on unders just for the Tigers' sake. But um, look, I'm not holding my breath. Um, I think he will be a really good signing. And I, like I do think he'll probably pay 13. I don't know what you guys think, whether he will, but um, I think that's a really nice, solid signing for the Tigers. I think I think he's definitely locked in that 13 jersey. I can't see um, really anyone else playing that that role. I think we were talking before, um, before we started recording, we said Hastings was probably was going to be their 13, but then, you know, they've gone out and, and got Peachy. So I think Peachy is an out, out and out 13. Um, I think the Titans uh, did experiment with him throughout the season and I don't think it worked personally. Um, so I, I really hope that that Peachy can stand up at that club and really bring the best out of the Tigers and get them back on track and get them back into form. 
I think he's the perfect signing for them. I think he's exactly one of who will not everything they've needed, but he's part of that rebuilding phase. He's definitely such a solid player. He really does suit that 13 jersey well, just roaming around the park, basically like another half on the field, to be honest. He had a really good season for the Titans, and I'm actually worried for the Titans as well because they've pretty much got rid of all of their experience uh, with Ashley Taylor and Jamal as well. But look, Tyron Peachy, I think he's a fantastic player, origin in the past as well. Uh, can't wait to see great things from him. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Mitch, other signings of note there from the Tigers at all? Um, I, there was speculation today um, that apparently they're linked with um, Api Corusau, uh, for a potential move there in 2022, 2023, uh, potentially. Uh, but like, but like every every club, they're always linked with somebody, um, and half the time it, it it never pulls off. I can't see it happening. Um, I personally don't think uh, Coruscant would leave a Premiership winning side um, that he has performed so well in um, for the last two years. I, I don't know why you'd leave um, top of the table to join bottom of the table. He won't go. He won't go. And that's the, that's I'm saying it right now because he had this. It was a similar scenario where he's off contract, um, and he was going to sign with the Bulldogs last year, uh, and he turned them down. He was literally about to sign the contract and last minute turned them down. And I think it's going to be a pretty similar scenario if he really is linked with the West Tigers. I, I'm I'm telling you right now, guys, he won't go because he no. suits Cleary too well, um, and he suits the Penrith Panthers too well. Yeah, look, he'll be look if he wants to chase another premiership, he's not going to the right places. If you go into the Tigers, I think he stays at the Panthers, um, and he and he wins probably another premiership. And look, um, I think it's it's all the best to him, but I don't think Tigers is where he's going to end up somehow. I think I think as well with the ones that um, the players that the Tigers have lost, I don't think there's really any um, any big losses, but one which would be, in my opinion, Michael Cheekham. I think that's the only player that I think they've sort of lost that. That I said, I think they probably could have held on to. I think um, uh, I think you're probably missing um, Moses Embi there as well. I think you yeah. can't. I think you can't really go past that. He's one of their leaders. Um, to lose a leader in a time where the, everything's a little bit up in the air is a big loss, um, and it's a bit disappointing that they've lost him as well. It's just silly. It is really yeah. just silly. He was the only guy that was speaking up in the sheds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to lose a guy like that, it is gonna be a huge loss. It is going to be a huge loss uh, for the West Tigers, in my opinion. I just don't I just don't see anyone else standing up other than Adam Dewey, which I've seen him walk around and, and yell at these players around the park. And we saw in Tales of Tiger Town, he was very vocal on the field. Other than that, I really don't see anyone really being that leader in the club. But you've got to pray for Adam Dewey to be that guy because if he's not, then who is? Um, yeah. And then it's just going to be – it's just going to be – figuring out who the leaders are in that club for the next 12 months, in my opinion. And it's really going to be, they're going to, I think Michael Maguire is going to have a good, hard look at his roster in the next few months. Yeah. They really, really need that leader. Um, like we're saying, like, you know, losing Empire massive uh, to the clubs, um, to the club's leadership. But uh, I think it's time where, um, like we said, Joey needs to stand up. He needs to take control of that team. And he needs to put them back. Uh, to where the Tigers should be. I mean, they haven't been, you know, they're not a bad side and, and their current roster, I mean, it's it's playable. Uh, it's probably better than some of the other squads that, that they that are in the, you know, on the ladder at the moment um, above them, to be honest. Yeah, look, uh, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll predict it now from, I think they'll finish uh, Wooden Spooners in, in season 2022. 
I, I, I either that or, or a close, close second last to the Cowboys. I, I can't see them beating too many other sides just with the amount of, um, I don't know, non-continuity in the side. I just can't see it working. I just think um, the fact of the matter is that they are just in shambles at the moment. I I think it'll be lucky to see that the coach will be lucky to see out the season, if I'm being honest. Well, well, Cowboys, Cowboys are an interesting one because they're in a very, very similar situation. Yep. They're, they're trying to find that leader within their club, but they've got one. It's Jason Taumalolo. It's yep. Chad Townsend, who they've just recruited. Great That's signing. The That's what... Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't I can't speak highly of that that's a brilliant signing yeah totally and um and that's what the Tigers are lacking so I do think that the the, the North Queensland Cowboys will improve in 2021 and I would just I, I wouldn't hope on it I wouldn't pray on it but I I do see the West Tigers finishing in that wooden spoon spot and it's an all respect to them Michael Maguire is a fantastic coach a premiership winning coach at that don't forget about that he one with the South Sydney Rabbitohs way back when, and hmm. look, it, it, he's a fantastic coach. A coach, and that's not that's not the problem at the club. No, the problem I agree. at the club is the coaching staff around him that aren't yeah. that aren't contributing, that aren't speaking up, uh, and that just really quiet all the time. Whether it's at training, whether it's in the sheds, uh, watching Tales of Tiger Town. When did you see a, a member of the coaching staff speak in that whole? documentary other than uh michael mcguire or one of the trainers or the the main guy that runs the whole west tigers camp you did you didn't really see no, no there's no communication no nothing yeah <laughs> there wasn't I one think... guy in that whole documentary that was a part of the coaching staff other than michael mcguire that was speaking in that whole documentary yeah. which actually yeah, just been... says a lot about the club yeah and like you said it's been embarrassing um in my opinion to not have your your other assistant coaches and you know your individual um like department coaches talking up, they should be the ones steering that team as well. It's not just up to the head coach. You know, they're there as a, an assistant. They're there to provide the team uh, with some more, you know, attacking uh, attacking and defensive options. So, I mean, I think one thing for me, for for the Tigers to, to be able to improve next year, um, and, you know, I'm not going to say they're, they're going to improve much. Um, I would probably put them in the bottom two uh, for the latter. So it's actually a decrease, but... I think for them to solidify their spine, um, they need to do that uh, in the first 15 games of the season. They need to pick their pick their spine, stick with it um, for like 15 games. If it doesn't work, then make some changes. But we saw it. We saw it this season with the Broncos, for instance. We had what eight or nine different halves pairings. It never worked. Once we stuck with a halves pairing, we actually started to see some success. Um, so fingers crossed, um, and you know. All hats off to Tigers fans, but I don't see them doing much better than the wooden spoon or, or second last. Yeah, and that's just the embarrassing part about it. I mean, you look at this Tigers side and you put them on paper, it is a fantastic side. It is a fantastic side. James Roberts, um, who, by the way, is an origin class player who hasn't been playing much first grade at all, in and out of rehab. So, I mean, uh, you've got him, you've got... Uh, Dane Laurie, who had a really fantastic uh, a season for me. I think he was one of the better rookies coming through the ranks as well. Um, you have a look at Jackson Hastings, their new recruit. We talked about him a lot as well. Uh, Tyron Peachy coming into the side, fantastic. Um, really interesting to see Luke Brooks uh, and if they use him at all. 
But Adam Dewey is the main guy I'm watching. Adam Dewey is that guy that everyone who is a West Tigers supporter will be watching because there's a lot of weight on his shoulders. Yeah, unfortunately for a young bloke, there is a bit, but um, I think he can live up to it. He, he is an exciting machine. We, will, we won't leave the, the Tigers fan on a sour note. We That is the future of your club, and I really do hope that you can hold on to him because I do think he's a superstar in the making, and um, I really, really hope that he plays a really good season in 2022. I don't think I don't think we've seen the best of Adam Dewey yet. No. No, definitely no not. I think he's got a lot, a lot, a lot more to give and a lot more to learn. Um, and to be honest, I hope and just praying for Tigers fans that you know they play well in those first couple of games because I think I think that's where the confidence comes from. If you can get a couple of wins at the the, the front end of the season, um, I think that builds a lot of confidence moving forward. So uh, let's hope uh, their luck of the draw. <laughs> we, you know how to you know how to get the best of Adam Dewey. You keep him in one position. You don't keep yeah. switching him around. And and that yeah. position is number six. That is his best go. Uh, he really suits that number six role well. Um, and I think that that's his position going forward. If you keep changing him up, we're not going to see the best of Adam Dewey. And that's just the unfortunate part because I know that the Tigers do love chucking him in the centers in one game and putting him in the halves the next. you got to keep him in that six jersey because he's not going to grow um, if you don't. Uh, and he's not going to become the best player uh, that Adam Dewey can be. Yep, 100% agree. So I think that pretty much wraps up everything to do with the Tigers. Um, I'm going to give them a quick rating out of 10 for where I see them for next season. Um, to be honest, I think they're probably sitting at like a five for me. Um, I don't think, like we said, I don't think they've recruited well this off season. I mean, we've got, you know, a couple of months left, but I can't see them signing anybody that is off contract. Um, I think they need some, some more experience uh, within their team and they need some more leaders. Uh, before we can see them sort of climb a ladder and uh, return back to, to Tigers form. Yeah, well, I think you're being a bit generous with a five, but I'll give them a, I'll give them a four and be nice, and um, I hope they do better than I think. Well, I'm not I'm not a very nice guy, so I'm going to give him a two. Or a three. <laughs> um, just and this is the reason. This is the reason because say say you're a 20 year old bloke or a, a 19 year old bloke. And you are looking for a club to sign, and a Tigers gives you an offer for, say, let's be let's be generous. Let's say they give you an offer for three hundred to four hundred k. Do you take that deal? No, no, no I would have been it, it ruins your career. And, it ruins your yeah, career exactly. And it's not a very marketable club. It yeah. is not a club where a young bloke is going to be like, oh yes, where do I sign? Yeah. There's no there's no marketable players there. Like you look at look at um look at Penrith. If you were if you were offered a four hundred k, let alone a two hundred k contract with Penrith Panthers, are you signing there? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's where do I sign, right? Yeah, because yeah. Now you've got Nathan Cleary, you've got Jerome Luai, you've got Brian Toho, all these characters as well, mm. uh, who just make this club ten times more marketable. Who yeah. do the West Tigers have? Yeah. No one. No one. Absolutely no one. There is no one at that club. Even even the likes of Adam Dewey, who is fantastic, he's not he's not very marketable. No. And that's and that's just the reality of it. He's a great player, fantastic player, probably one of my favorite players, but he's just not marketable. And I think no. that's that's as well where the Tigers lack. They have not, no one that's marketable that's going to be like, oh, he plays there, I'm going to sign. I'm going to sign at the West Tigers because I know that I'm going to play my best footy there. It is just not the case. Um, so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, yep. 
being generous, I'm going to give him a three out of ten. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we won't bag times too much, but yeah, I agree. I think I think you're probably right. I think I was being generous by giving him a four, but I think I was very generous. <laughs> I hope they, I hope they, pro- I hope they, pro- I hope they prove us wrong. Yeah, Alrighty, guys. So Thanks again, Les, for hopping on, mate. You want to give your uh, your podcast a quick uh, a quick plug and a shout out? For sure, for sure. This is the Big Les's League podcast. Um, I do plenty of content, about two or three podcasts a day. That is all on YouTube, Apple Pod, uh, uh, not YouTube, sorry, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. All my platforms are on my website in my bio. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, and yeah, that's that's my podcast, guys. Thanks for having awesome. me on. No, thanks for being on, mate. We really appreciate it. We'll, we'll be sure to give you a, a good old plug on our Instagram and our Spotify and all of that. So um, thanks again for being on, mate. No worries, guys. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, awesome, guys. Mate. We'll talk, talk to you later. Bye. Talk to you later.